and you're listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. Can we just honor him as he comes up this morning? Give it up for your pastors, I mean, your leaders, Gio and Destiny. Oh my goodness. So good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to scoot back a little bit because I want to see all y'all. Sorry, camera people. (laughs) Uh, So thankful to be here. And I'm just going to say a couple things at the beginning here that I know you think you know how awesome you have it, but you don't know. Okay, like... uh, Let me just submit something to you now. You think you know how awesome Geo and Destiny are. You have no idea. You you really don't. Like, hey, staff, leaders, you think you know how cool and awesome they are? You have no idea. You don't know. I I just woke up this morning with the Lord, like, in my heart, say, tell them they have no idea what they got. You know that adage, like, you don't know what you got till it's gone? Like, let's not be that. Don't be those people. Like, why be that? Why not know what you got now? Right? Get wisdom and revelation for how incredible Geo and Destiny are. Like, you need that. I'm just saying, you need that. I walk with this man. We meet at least once a month, sometimes twice. We're in it. They talk only of the Lord and how beautiful you are. They speak so well of you. And they have never said a, a crossword about any of the staff, any of the people. They hold you in their hearts every day of their lives. They carry you every moment of every day in their hearts. You don't know what you got? I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you know. Can we just say thank you one more time to the Lord for these gifts, Geo and Destiny? You can do better than that. That's, that's close. That's close. I, I'm not really hearing what I think I should hear, but there it is. There it is. Got it found it. I was looking for a certain thing. Found it. <laughs> well, I really am thankful to be here. I've been telling Gio and Destiny all morning. I'm like so grateful to be here. And I am on an assignment from the Lord. It's kind of uncomfortable for me. Uh, you know, I lead a church and we, I, I get asked to speak places, but I've never asked to go anywhere until recently. I never said, hey, can I come? And it's straight up a radical obedience thing for me. You know, I, I'm on this whole obey as quickly as possible thing. The Lord spoke to me. He gave me this word, common unity. And I spoke it at our church. But then the Lord showed me it's not just for our church. It's for the region. It's for the capital C church. And when you get something like that in your heart from the Lord, you can't shake it off. It just like sticks with you and it gets worse. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get a word from the Lord and you can't, like, it just, it doesn't go away. It gets stronger and more annoying. Anybody? Just me? Oh, you're all professional Christians. I'm an amateur. I'm growing. I'm learning. But that's what happened to me. And so I'm here on assignment from the Lord, and I'm very thankful to be here. I do have to start a certain way, though. My name is Caleb Marcus Hires. I know you got a Marcus here, but I need to let you know something, okay? Because I got a lot of good friends here. I got a lot of old friends. All y'all don't know me, all right? I'm going to try and help you at the beginning right now. All right? My Caleb is actually from the Hebrew word dog, it is like pit bull, like dog with a bone, like won't let it go. And Marcus means hammer or warlike. Okay, it really does. So if you feel like I'm barking at you or hitting you over the head with something today, it's true. That's who I am. <laughs> Caleb Marcus, all right? Some of y'all get that over lunch. <laughs> it's going to be like that today. And I am a teacher. I know who I am. I'm not a preacher, and I'm okay with it. 
All right? I'm going to put my revelatory teacher hat on, and we're going to teach you today. It's, you're going to learn something today. You're going to learn today. All right? So here we go. I want you to say something out loud with me real quick, if you will. I don't need to be right. I need to know the truth. Let's do it again. I like that idea. I don't need to be right, but I need to know the truth. And knowing the truth makes you right. But listen, if you get that out of order, you ain't going to be right. All right? <laughs> we need to know the truth. We need to lay all of our ideas, our preconceived notions, our pathways, everything that we have before the Lord and say, you can mess this up. You can change it. You can flip it upside down and lead me in new ways. Amen? Amen. That's what it means to be a disciple. You're raising disciples here. You truly are. Disciple means learner. So if you have nothing to learn, you are no longer a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's why you should go to the Bible school. So I don't need that. I've learned all I need. Okay, you just disqualified yourself from being a disciple of Jesus. Do you realize that? Like, I have nothing to learn about unity. Okay, you're no longer a disciple of Jesus in this moment. You're not letting him disciple you. The word disciple, check me, Strong's Concordance means learner. The church for too long has been someone who have learned. We've been some, a people who have something to share because we've learned something. We need to step into the seat of the learner and humbly share what we have seen. Are you with me? So today is a submission. It's a submission. And I do have the book back there. I want to give you the, a free audio book. It's the other book. Um, I've written six books, not to bring correction to my brother, but this is number six. <laughs> it's a lot of work, so I'm just saying. Just Anyway. No, um, but I just want to say this. They do cost money to make, but if you don't have the money, please come grab one anyway. I'm not here to sell books. I'm here to release a word, okay? If you can't afford it, please come by. I will gladly give it to you. Just take it, okay? Seriously. Uh, this is so important to me because this is God's heart. Just what Gio said. I don't even need to do half of my job here. He set it up. John 17 is the what God wants. That's what he wants, that we would be one. We're already one with God in the spirit, Amen. Anyone who belongs to Christ is one spirit with him, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. You're one right now with him. But being one with one another is supposed to be the fruit of your oneness with Christ. It's supposed to be the fruit, all right? And so we're looking for the fruit. We're looking for the real thing. And today I want to bring you a, qu a quick message on God's blueprint for oneness. Okay, everybody say blueprint. Because unity is good, but unity is just a process, Okay. It's unto something. This is God's blueprint for oneness. It's celebrating our differences and focusing on our common unity, Jesus himself. It takes both of those things. We have to celebrate the fact that we're different and we need to focus on the one thing that binds us, the one common unity. It's Jesus Christ, the righteous, okay? You, I'm looking at this room. I love the diversity in this room. I love it. I love that some are old, some are young, all right? Some have gray hairs like me. All right, plant a church. This is what you'll get right here. This is grays. Yeah. Four years ago when we met, I did not have these grays. It's true. He's got to testify over there. He's testifying. This is so important. We celebrate our differences. We look at one another not as problems, but as opportunities to grow in love. Okay, people are not your problem. Your spouse is not your problem. Say amen real loud. Okay. <laughs> Your, the people around you are your opportunity for growth because it's the multifaceted wisdom of God. It's the diverse nature of His being that He expresses through His people. If God were just like you, then where would the rest of us be? Thank God I'm not God. Amen. Thank God you're not God. 
Amen. Thank God. All right. Thank God. God is God, and we're all expressions of His image and likeness on the earth. Are you following me? So we have to celebrate our differences and focus on our common unity. I am calling this church and every church to embrace the differences around you so that you can see Jesus rightly. Because if we don't embrace the church across the street that's different or down the street or the congregation over there or that one you came from that you don't like very much or that pastor on TV that you think is a heretic, if they proclaim Jesus, they're your brother, they're your body, and hatred for them is self-mutilation. So get with the program, homie. We need to learn to embrace the differences around us so that we can see Jesus rightly. Because if you don't embrace the differences around you, you will never see the fullness of Him. Ever. It will not happen. We should celebrate churches that do different things than us. Amen? Because you know this, but unity is not about doing the same things. It's about doing whatever God calls us to with the same spirit. I'm going to say it again. Unity is not about doing the same stuff, singing the same songs, having the same worship amount of time, having a school that teaches the same stuff, or a prayer room, or whatever. It's not about doing the same things. It's about doing everything God calls us to do with the same heart. The same spirit. I said I wasn't preaching, but I am. (laughs) I'm trying to get to the teach part. I've got a secret for you today. A secret that is going to unlock this right here. The blueprint. Are you ready? Here's the secret. And this might sound weird to you at first, but just, you don't need to be right, right? You need, yeah, still, no? Some of you abandoned that already? Okay. We need to know the truth. Amen? Yeah? Still want to know the truth? Okay. Here it is. There is only one way to the Father, but there are many gates of the one way. There is only one way to the Father. Let's not get it twisted. Jesus Christ. One name by which men shall be saved. One. Amen? But there are many gates of that one way. There are many gates for the King of Glory. And I'm going to prove that to you today. (laughs) I love the quiet. (laughs) We, we, churches, people, there's a corporate reality to this and an individual reality to this, but we are the gates for the King of Glory. Jesus is the gate for the sheep to come to the Father, right? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, okay? And he says, all the, in John uh, 10, he says, all those who do not come through my gate are thieves and robbers, right? They come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life. So he is the one gateway to the Father, amen? But we are the many gates for the King of glory. In Christ, we actually become living gateways. We are gates for the way. Next time you hear the word gateway, you need to understand you're a gate for the way. That's what the first Christians said. They didn't call themselves Christians. They were called that at Antioch. But they first called themselves followers of the way. The way. You, each one of you, every single chair that's filled in here is, is a gate of heaven. You're a gate for the one way. You're a living gateway. I'll prove it to you. You're in a gate of heaven right now. This is a gate of heaven. Abide Church is a gate for heaven. I don't know if you like, we're in the same worship service I was just in. But this is a gate. Are you with me? And it's swinging wide. And you need to embrace that and know who it, what it is and what it isn't. Or else you'll just be continually frustrated. And you need to know who you are and who you're not. Or else you'll be continually frustrated. And you need to celebrate the fact that God made you that way and made them this way. I celebrate the fact that abide is not the resting place, my church. I celebrate that because it's a different gate for the same way. 
We operate different gates. We do. And I'm good with it. They're good with it. We're good with it. I'll be honest with you. If the Lord would let me and I didn't operate another gate, I would be on staff here. This is where I would want. I want to be, I want to be on their staff. I do. I do. I'm not messing. Like that would be, if the Lord would not, if he would let me, I didn't want to plant my church. It was a radical obedience thing. Some days I still, whatever. But next month, <laughs> sorry. This is live streaming, right? <laughs> hey, dude. If you want somebody to lie to you, just leave. Leave right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I am what I am. <laughs> All right? I didn't want to do it. But now I am starting to love it. And next month, we're, we're celebrating four years. We planted four campuses in four years next month. So <laughs> that's the Lord. Certainly wasn't my idea. I came kicking and screaming. But it's just one gate for the way. My church, just one gate. Just one. There are many. Are you with me? There are actually many gates represented in this room. Common unity is happening right now. You don't even know it. Richard and Don Mole with Light Force Ministries are here. They're in this room worshiping with you. They carry a gate of heaven. Jeff and Kara Dorsey from the dwelling place are here in this room. They carry a gate from heaven. Come on, you can give it up for these ministries. They're here. They are not abide, but they're with abide. What's happening? One way to the Father, but many gates for the one way. We're celebrating our differences, focusing on our common unity. Let's go to Psalm 24, verse 7 through 9. This is a familiar passage. But it says, lift up your heads, O gates. O you gates, some translations say. And be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. Come on. That's what we want. We were singing that today. We were singing that today. We want the king of glory. I don't want a church service with donuts and coffee. I want the king. And then like, I just want the presence of the prince of peace. That's all I want. The Lord, he described, this describes it. Who is this king of glory? Great question. The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the king of glory may come in. I want to break this down for you. You can leave it up. It says, lift up your heads. That is a Hebraic idiom for rejoice. Say rejoice. rejoice. He's my glory and the lifter of my head. A lifted head is different from a bowed head, right? Like this, I'm not saying be irreverent, I'm saying this can mean like, oh man, like you ever, somebody walk in the room and they're like, oh, hey, how's it going, you know, that is not a rejoicing person, right, because I was like, hey, how you doing, just the fact that their chin's up, you're like, oh, they're, they're happy, you know, something's happening in there that they like, all right, there's a happening, a happying happening, right, so this thing, this whole thing starts with rejoice, lift up your heads, and I want to just say to you, we have to rejoice about the next part, that there are many gates, not just ours. It needs to be a rejoicing. What is uh, relevant? Paul Worth, they're having an event, uh, another church having an event across the street today for families and stuff right there. That's awesome. That's amazing. You should rejoice. Like, wow, that's great. The kingdom is just, boom, happening all around us. Right? We should rejoice. There are many, there are many gates, not just ours. And I want to point out that it is plural. Gates, plural. Doors, plural, not singular. So the church down the street operates a different gate, but it's still for the one way, and it's worth rejoicing over. Yeah. I want to point out also that the king of glory comes through many gates, not just one. 
Many gates, not just one. Why else would it say gates, doors, plural, that the King of Glory may come in? Let me help you. All of Jesus can't fit through this gate. All of Jesus, I know, you're, you're amazing, you're one with God, you're anointed, appointed, da 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 But all of Jesus cannot come through your life alone. It won't fit. Especially me, I'm like 130 soaking wet, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is kind of a small gate for the way. I'm big in the spirit, like, that's good. <laughs> the King of glory comes through many gates, not just one. I'm going to say a couple things, and none of these are accusations on a Bible, but I have to say them, okay? Yes. Don't take these as accusations, all right? And if you get offended, whatever. <laughs> That's totally your problem. It is not my problem if I offend you. It is not. I don't guard your heart. Hello? <laughs> you can get offended on your own time, all right? So just be okay for a few minutes. It is absolute pride to say that God is only going to bring heaven through your ministry or your church. It is absolute pride to say God can only trust you or your ministry. And it is absolute pride to say your ministry knows how to bring all of God. I just feel that. It's so good. It's pride to say God's only going to bring heaven through you. It's pride to say God can only trust you. It's pride to say your ministry knows, even has an idea, even an inkling of how to bring all of the Godhead into a a people, a region. Like, who do you think you are? You need to have your identity in Christ, right? You need to have that settled. You need to understand you're a royal priesthood, all that stuff. But if you get to thinking that God's only going to come through you, (laughs) you are in pride. You are stuck in pride, 100%. The essence of pride. It's all me, baby. Come on. Get over it. Then it goes on. We'll just keep moving. It says, the Lord, strong and mighty. I love these descriptors of God. Let me just say this. If we want the strength of the Lord, we cannot carry our assignment alone. Just like God isn't going to just come through this gate, you can't even carry all of God on your own. This is the Lord strong and mighty. You cannot bear the full strength of God. It would crush you individually and corporately. I don't care how big this church gets. It doesn't matter. One gate is not. There's a city on a hill, Jesus said. And we think, oh, a city with one gate because we're prideful. But it's not one gate. There's many gates. We're going to talk about it. Getting ahead of myself. But the strength of the Lord, the Lord strong and mighty. Think of it. All of God's strength. Can you quantify that in your brain? Like, think about, like, right, that's, that's, you can't even imagine his strength, how strong God is. And you think you're going to carry that strength alone? Can't happen. It's impossible. We need each other. That's why you need community. That's why next week's beautiful. You know, getting out of this, this room and connecting with one another with bounce houses and hot dogs. It's awesome because you need a community. I'm talking about individuals and corporately. This church needs a community of churches. It's designed that way. This is God's blueprint for oneness. I also want to point out there's in the Psalms, these gates are unnamed, right? They're unknown as individuals or movements. They're without names. They're not individual entities by name. But in Revelation, the gates are named. So there's a little bit of dichotomy here, Old Covenant, New Covenant, all right? And they're named specifically after the 12 tribes. They have individual and corporate identities and meanings, and we're going to get into that. Are you okay? Am I talking too fast? Okay, awesome. 
I tend to do that when I'm excited. But with that, with that truth, I just share with you that there's this difference in Psalms and Revelation. I was here in the prayer room on Thursday. I had some meetings canceled. Uh, didn't want to go to them anyway, so that was awesome. And I, <laughs> I got to come to the prayer room, and I got to just sit here. And I'm just sitting here, and I'm loving the Lord, and it's just wonderful. It's a beholding set on Thursdays. Y'all got to get, I know you sit here this all the time, but get in your prayer room. What a gift. So good. And I had a, I got a, a like, direct word from the Lord just for abide. And it, I, this stuff, like, I don't say, thus saith the Lord. Yeah, I usually don't, but I could almost, I, I should say that with this one. Like, I heard, it was so clear. I'm sitting right back there, and it went, Marcus found me right after where I, and I was like, bro, I just, he, I was a little shook. I'm like, dude, I got to process this. Uh, you know, it hit me like a thing. So this is me. I'm, I'm fallible. I see in part, I know in part, but I want to submit to you this from the voice of God to this church. Is that okay? Is that fair? Okay. This is what the Lord said to me. Because you have not sought a name for yourself, I am giving you one. Because you have hidden yourself in me, I am bringing you into the light. Because you put the spotlight on me, I am shining upon you. And because you have sought a nameless, faceless movement, I am giving you a great name in the earth. I know. I know. I'm not trying to be anti-culture around here. I'm just being obedient. I heard this. And let me just back it up with some scripture. The Lord help me. Matthew 23, 12 says, Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You all have humbled yourself. The next step's coming. Luke 8, 16 through 17. Jesus said, No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed. People usually talk about sin with this. There's no mention of sin in here. It's talking about lampstands, which in the book of Revelation are churches. This is not talking about sin. Like, oh, your sin's going to find you out. No, he's forgotten my sin. I don't know about you. Hebrews 8, he's forgotten my wicked ways. We'll remember them no more. All right? Nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor... Not anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. So there's two witnesses for you. Here's the last of it. And we'll just keep moving because, amen. I heard this. I, I put it all in all caps because I heard the Lord like shouting it. Okay. He said, do not refuse my plans for your exaltation. Keep your heart in the place it's always been. That my will is done. That my kingdom comes in my way. Amen? Amen. That's the word of the Lord for you. Like, this is rare. I don't usually do this. But the Lord has spoken. I believe He's spoken. It's a submission. And it's because you've gone low. It's because you've not sought a name that He's giving you one. Like Solomon that didn't ask for riches. He asked for wisdom and he got wisdom and riches. You've sought him, and he wants to spotlight those who seek his face. Amen. Lord, let that be you. <laughs> I know it is, but it's just one of those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sing when I'm nervous. All right. 
The gates mentioned in Psalm 24 have no names. They're not mentioned, right? No individual identities. But the gates in the New Jerusalem, in the New Covenant, where we are, those absolutely are mentioned. There's 12 tribes and 12 gates, okay? Are you okay? Is everyone okay? Okay. So I want to submit to you, this is what the Lord put in my spirit and dropped in me with this book, that each of the 12 gates of the New Jerusalem, though they represent many things and though there's many layers to this, the book of Revelation is full of mystery. Amen? One thing that these gates represent are the different facets of the one church of Jesus Christ. Different kinds of churches, different kinds of ministries, different styles of hosting the Lord. Different ways, different gateways for the way. Okay? So, again, we have to embrace the difference around us so we can see Jesus rightly. And these, there's many layers to this concept of the New Jerusalem. But I want to read it, okay? Because it's about ushering in the reign of heaven, which is what we want. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? So let's read Revelation 21, 9 through 13. I have it in the Passion Translation on the screen, so you can read it in whatever translation you want. 21, 9 through 13 says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the last seven plagues came to me and said, Come, I will show you the beautiful bride. Say the bride. bride. He says, Come, I will show you the beautiful bride, the wife of the Lamb. He carried me away in the realm of the Spirit to the top of a great high mountain. There he showed me the holy city. Wait a minute. I thought we were going to see a lady in a white dress. With a veil, boom, 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 right? He says, I will show you the bride. And he took him to a city. Are you following this? Okay, this is important. He showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So if we want to keep reaching for heaven, you can keep doing it on your own. But if you want to come from God and with the power of God, it looks a certain way. All right, with many gates, 12 in fact, Okay. It was infused with the glory of God. How how many want that? Yeah? Anybody? Okay, a couple of you. (laughs) Its radiance was like that of a very rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a massive high wall with 12 gates, and each gate had an angel. Sounds awesome, right? Each gate had written upon it a name of one of the 12 tribes of Israel. These, I'm sorry, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. So in Revelation 7, I don't have it for you, it shows the gate order of the New Jerusalem. It puts them in a certain order. We're going to go through that order really quickly, and I mean quickly, and we're gonna, I'm going to just show you the, the absolute necessity for every gate, the absolute need for every gate. And I hope, I hope this has already been helpful. Can you, have you, are you seeing the other churches differently now? Are you seeing other ministries a little differently? Okay, good. I really want to help you in that. Let's walk through it. I have a slide about, uh, with all 12 of these. So these are the many gates for the one way. We're going to go through the name of each one, and we're going to go through its meaning, and I'm going to talk a little bit about each one, but we're going to go fast, okay? We'll stop on some, some of them. But the first one in Revelation 7 is Reuben, and this means to see a son or behold the son. But in Hebrew, it sounds like he has seen misery. So this is seeing the son of sorrows. This is seeing the misery of Jesus and how it's a rescue from our misery, okay? This is a picture of those who have a a, a mercy evangelism gift, a mercy evangelism gift. It might be you in this room, and there's churches that do this, okay? 
And they're dedicated to that. They don't just minister to the poor. They live among them. Reuben doesn't have buildings and nice places. They are like pop-up church. They're like in the, in the gutter with them, all right? They're, their resources are all falling right back into the mouths of the poor. And you might say, well, that's not good. You need a place for someone to worship, for them to worship. You've got to put them somewhere after. And they might say, well, you're spending a lot of money on that building that we give away. And the accusation between the two of you would be grossly inappropriate because there are many gates for the one way. Are you getting the picture? We got 11 more. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Simeon. This means to hear. All right. When Simeon was born, to, uh, Leah, his mom, said, Yahweh has heard that I am despised. He's heard the cry. So this is a picture of God hearing the cry of the rejected and downcast. But this is a prophetic company able to hear and obey the voice of the Lord. The prophetic decree comes out of this one. They, just, they don't just hear the cry of the brokenhearted. They hear the cry of the Lord. And they release that word. They're focused on that. Okay, they're very much into the, the prophetic uh, equipping of the saints, things like that. Okay, are you thinking of ministries and people right now? Are they getting patient? Good, because that's the idea, all right? And then this next one, you've probably never heard this word before or these type of people, but it's, it's uh, Levi, 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 that's what it is. It's Levi. <laughs> the Levites, yeah, I, I thought that'd be funnier than that. I, I laughed. All right. <laughs> and Levi literally means to join him. It's a union word, to be one with the bridegroom, to join it, it's the Hebrew that sounds like binding or attaching, all right? And it, Leah said when Levi was born, this time my husband will be joined to me. This time my husband will be joined to me. That's, if you don't know, if you're not picking up what I'm putting down, you are a gate called Levi. <laughs> you are the Levi gates of the New Jerusalem, absolutely. It's a picture of being joined in union. This is a tribe of people who are focused on the union message of the gospel and are holding fast to the bridegroom, inviting others into the same way of encountering him. And Reuben might say to Levi, hey, you don't have any like feeding ministries. You're not doing the work of the Lord. And Levi might say, we host God. And we celebrate him. And you walk in here, you're going to get an encounter with your bridegroom. And both Reuben and Levi and Simeon are needed. Hello? Are you hearing this? Okay, the next one is Judah. Judah is praise. And this, I just want to say this, it's loud praise, yeah. I want to say this out loud. I, the resting place is Judah. We're Judah. We are the builder, breaker, shouter people, the high praise, thanksgiving. I tell our worship team, the first thing you're going to do for the first 10 minutes of every worship gathering ever is thank the Lord. It's going to be a celebration and a thanksgiving. If it doesn't feel like celebration, I'm going to shut it down. I will start it over. I'm serious. That's how we enter in. That's how we do it at Judah. And I love Levi and Judah are right next to each other, and that's why... Abide in the resting place are so tightly knit. Did you know there's supposed to be walls between us? Not in between us, but we're supposed to be connected. It's a gate and a wall and a gate and a wall. So there's Levi and then a wall and then Judah. That's us. So this is, these are the builders, all right? These are the people. <laughs> candidly, I'm here in the prayer room. I got that word from the Lord, and I knew that was my purpose here. And then I started writing emails. <laughs> Sorry, in the prayer room, very quietly. I wasn't disturbed, but I was, I was responding to emails with my staff in the prayer room. And you might be like, oh, how dare you? Levi's are builders, or Judah is builders, all right? We're builders. We build stuff. That's what we do. That's why we planted four campuses in under four years, all right? It's just who we are and what we do. 
And why would I accuse you of something, you of me of something, knowing that we have different gates that we operate? We need both. Amen? We need all. All right, I think you're getting this. I'm going to go a little faster now. And you can do your own study on this, but Issachar is next, and that's there is a reward. And these are people who uh, don't really usually have material things. They're like the, the itinerant people. They kind of float. Their only reward is the Lord and heaven. They don't have houses. They don't think things like that. They hear the Lord, Issachar, and they're just moving all the time. So you might be in here frustrated like, why do I always bounce? Why do I always go to all these different churches and movements? Why am I in one place for a couple years and another place? You may be Issachar. And there's nothing wrong with that. You should embrace that way for that, that gate for the way. Amen? I'm not trying to get people to leave. I'm just saying, right? Like there, this, if you understand this, you can alleviate yourself a lot of frustration because you're like, these people, they're not. Issachar, uh, there's some unhealthy things about the, There's like when not healthy, this is what it looks like. I go through this in my book. I don't have time today. But like they could make the accusation like, you guys, you don't move with, you've got a mortgage? Oh. You are unable to obey the voice of the Lord when he speaks. You don't know the times and the seasons because you're not even open to it. That's what Issachar, when unhealthy, could accuse other churches of. Has anyone heard those accusations before? Anyone made those accusations and want to repent? Come on, be bold. Let's go. (laughs) You're like, okay, all right. Leah said, God has rewarded me. There's a reward. All right, Zebulun, this is means dwelling, exalt, honor, habitation of God. Might be a place called the dwelling place around here. I don't know. I don't know. It might be that. I don't know. But this is a picture of carrying Christ everywhere we go. All right? Church just happens around these people. Whether it's in their house or at Walmart, it's just always happening. It's just breaking out of them. They can't stop having church. Like Monday morning is church. Tuesday afternoon's church. Am I hitting it? Are we close? Yeah, you're just carrying the Lord every single place you go. It's, I don't care where we are. We are going to have church. We are going to break this thing. We don't need a room. We don't need a worship team. We don't need none of that. We're Zebulun. We just are the church. So that these people are the ones who champion the mantras like, you know, don't go to church, be the church, right? They, they say that louder than anybody else, Right? Yes? Okay. I, I don't know anything about their ministry except their name and them. So that's awesome. Zebulun, that is uh, th- that gate. And we should embrace that. That's good. That's awesome. And if you're called to operate that way, God bless you. It's good. Then Gad. This means fortune, good luck, our troop company. All right? And these are the people of extreme generosity. All right? These are the people that they are, they're like, they're glorious contribution to the kingdom is they just give crap ton of money, all right? They're just, they, they like have the golden thumb. They make money out like without trying and they're just funding kingdom uh, activity, all right? You know, we, we receive some gad people at the Levi gate in Jesus' name. We receive you. You can sow here. <laughs> Amen. All right. Asher, I'm going to keep going. Asher means happiness or happy one, all right? And these are happy leaders. These are joyful intercessors, all right, um, Benny Johnson, who just uh, graduated into glory, she is Asher. She's a joyful, a happy intercessor, someone who comes out of the prayer room smiling and happy and full of life, all right, not beat up and doing warfare, which is a different game. That's fine. Do it. That's fine, right? But there's this happy intercessor. The joy of knowing Jesus overcomes the strain of everyday life. Are you hearing me? That's Asher. Some churches just laugh a lot on Sunday mornings when they gather. And you might be offended by that. But they may be Asher. They're happy as the one whose salvation is in God. Hello? So that's Asher. 
Dan is the next one for all you who are uncomfortable. It's judgment. So right after happiness, there's judgment. Don't worry. We are many gates for the one way. You're like, yeah, that's right. Judgment. But this is the new covenant, Dan. Say new covenant. Jesus has judged everything already. And he sits in the mercy seat. So Jesus judges the earth from the seat called mercy. And if you judge from any other place, you're not judging rightly according to the new covenant. If you don't judge from a place of mercy, you have no right to judge in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. But these are justice people. These are people like social justice warriors. They're at City Hall. They're, they're at the, the riots. They're, they're standing up for the defense in a, at a policy level. Are you with me? Yeah? Okay. And then Naphtali, this is wrestling, struggle, contest, fight. These are the uh, ones who know their wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but they go to war. All right? These are the warfare people. They're pulling down principalities and powers of darkness. All right? It's actually Acts, 10, Acts 14, 22. Through many tribulations, we enter into the kingdom. They understand this. They are travail people. Right? Come on. That's the rest of the strength. I'm moving quick, quick here. Joseph means to add another. May he add another. So if you're done having babies, don't name your kid Joseph. All right? If you don't want another, that's literally what it means, to add another. So you get one, give me another. Yeah. So, uh, but these are a people who forgive like Jesus forgives. Their main focus is the forgiveness of the cross. They can't get off it. That's their whole sermon series, the forgiveness, forgiving others the way Jesus forgave you. All right? They're a tribe of people who when people, others try to hurt them, they respond like Jesus with forgiveness. They just respond naturally that way, right? Are you seeing how we all need all of this, but there's certain corporate gates we operate? Okay, you're going to. And then finally, Benjamin. I mean, son of my right hand, okay? This is a picture of the sons and daughters of God fully mature. These are a people who a message of sonship. They can't leave it alone. They're just like, it's sons and daughters being revealed to uh, release the earth from its futility. Romans 8 people, they're raising up sons and daughters, sons and daughters, sons and daughters all the time, okay? But this is also a picture of the lookalike bride of Christ, right? This is the church manifesting the true person of love on the earth, and it's why that's the last one. It's the height of maturity. So they're focused on maturing people, all right, everywhere they go. Does this make sense? These are the many gates for the one way. And we have to embrace the differences around us so that we can see Jesus rightly and focus on him alone. Are you with me? A few weeks ago, I'm sitting with this. It didn't make it in the book because I just got it a couple weeks ago. The Lord put this all in a paragraph for me. It makes us, it, it's a paragraph if you read it. It actually makes sense as sentences and paragraphs. And I'm going to put it together for you. Are you ready for this? This is crazy. I hope this proves to you how vital each gate is. Let's put it up there. Here's what it says. It says, see the sun so that you can hear and join him. Loud praise always brings reward to the habitation of God. Good fortune and happiness comes with judgment and struggle, but there will be added another who is just like the sun on my right hand. How amazing is that? And if any one of these gates forsake themselves in an attempt to be another, to be like Bethel or Upper Room or whoever, you name it, we will not have that. We will lose a gate for the way. We will lose a link in the chain, if you follow me. We're the new Jerusalem. This is God's blueprint for oneness. His bride celebrating her differences and focusing on their common unity, Jesus himself. Amen? You receive that? 
Amen. My prayer today is that you would receive the high calling of honoring the wife of the Lamb. The bride of Christ. I prayed right there. I pray every time I get up to preach, I say, Lord, help me speak to your girl right. Help me speak to your bride rightly. Let me handle her heart rightly. Because (laughs) I'm just going to say it. If some preachers spoke to my wife the way they speak to the bride, we would not be friends. And I want every single one of us to embrace the call of oneness. It's not ignoring problems. It's not ignoring heresy or issues in the church. Come on, Dan, I'm talking to you, judgment people. It's not you ignoring problems, all right? It's not you, like, each of us have our own gate, and we need each other. We're designed for community, amen? Amen? Aren't you thankful that all of God is not coming through you? That's not your responsibility, but you're a gate for the way. Open up. Lift up your heads, O you gates. So let's have the band, and if you could stand real quick. I'm going to just hand it off to Gio in just a minute, but I want to pray. And if you're here and you're like, man, I, I just want to, this is a, a moment to call to repentance here, all right? Because you can't join the Lord with, uh, before that psalm, before the lift up your heads, it says, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Clean hands and pure hearts. So that's why there has to be a call of repentance. If you have judged the church down the street, if you have judged that old church you used to go to, if you have spoken ill of them, if you have in your heart even pondered ill will towards them, if you have even someone you've never met, like the guy on the TV screen, if you have judged that person not from the place of mercy, right, but from a place of old covenant paradigms or what have you, and you need to repent, now is your chance. This is the call today that I'm going to give, and Gio can land it wherever he wants to land it. But I'm calling the church to repent of wrong judgments and hateful ponderings of their heart. Listen, it's not even a pondering of the heart for some people. They flat out say it. There are microphones this morning that are transmitting curses on the bride of Christ. I said it at the beginning. You curse the church on the street, it's called self-mutilation. It's self-inflicted wounds. So I don't care if you agree with their way or not. You might not be in that gate, and that's fine. Are you with me? Is this helpful? Come on, so let's just close our eyes. You search your heart and say, Lord, is this me? Is he, is he talking to me? Am I, have I judged? Church, some of you already know that. Some of you already know. And just right now, I'm not even going to have you raise your hand. Just say to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. That's wrong. That's wrong of me to bash your bride. Some of you have literally cursed the bride of Christ. And I hope your heart is gripped by that, that idea, that concept, that, those words I'm using. I'm not trying to get you hyped up or crying. I'm just saying, if you've cursed her, I'm, Jesus is not pleased with that. <laughs> it's time to repent. Just say it to the Lord. Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. That is wrong. I didn't know what I was doing. Just like Jesus said, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. You can be forgiven of that today. Jesus already paid for this thousands of years ago. Amen. So don't step into condemnation, but let's get right before the Lord. There is no uh, um, appropriate way to curse the bride of Christ. There is no appropriate curse that's to come from your mouth. Judge rightly, but from the mercy seat. Amen.
Amen? And embrace the call of God on your life and embrace others and their differences. So right now, just before the Lord, like close your eyes, whatever you got to do, and just, I don't know if you need to pray in tongues or what you got to do, but just say to the Lord, really, deal with me. Come on, come on. Deal with me, Lord. Deal with me. Search my heart and know me. Show me if there is any wicked way within me. Show me if I have cursed the bride or if I have cursed my spouse for their difference in the way they host you. I've cursed them for their the way they study, their difference in, in study and, and encountering you. Come on, for judging that guy on TV. Come on, Lord, deal with us. I'm asking the Lord to deal with me today. Lord, show me. Show me if I've done it. I'm sorry. And I repent, Lord Jesus. Watching on live stream, you too. Like, Lord, we're sorry. We want to embrace your bride. We want to embrace our differences so we can see you rightly. We want to see Jesus rightly. Come on, does anyone want to see Jesus rightly? We say we want eyes to see, ears to hear. So let no filter of cursing or judgment be on us, Lord. Remove it, Lord. Break it off right now in Jesus' name. Let us be a people with pure hands, pure eyes, pure hearts, walking in the truth of your righteousness that you gave us as a gift. Let us see those who are different than us as gifts, as opportunities to grow in love ourselves. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your multifaceted wisdom. We thank you for your diverse body on the earth. Can someone thank the Lord? We thank you, Lord, for your diversity on the earth. We thank you that we are not like everyone else. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that we need every part to express your person. We thank you and we embrace it. We receive it today in Jesus' name. We have just a few minutes here. As he was praying, I felt like there was people that have been wounded through the process of being misunderstood and I, I almost feel like the Lord there's grace to just break ties with that like you, you've been hurt by ministries that have tried to put things on you that weren't you and they've said things and I just feel like there's grace to be healed and released from that and to be able to fully like God I'm not going to resist and I even feel like that pain has caused resistance and there's grace for you to be healed and to be able to step back into all God has for you. So, Father, for those in the room that have been wounded, almost like wounded soldiers, that have been put in spaces and places that they were not graceful and they were hurt, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to touch them, to minister to their hearts. resist the proud there's a resistance he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble so father we ask you for grace to guard our lips to speak nothing but blessings you can be right and still be wrong by the way you go about it so father we ask you for grace to speak nothing but what you're saying about those people and those ministries guard our lips Help us to embrace all you have for us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Hey, listen, um, I'm going to have my ministry team come forward. If you're in the building and you need prayer for healing or anything for breakthrough, they're going to be up here on the front in Jesus' name. I believe they're going to start manifesting right now. You guys can make your way forward. I just don't want anybody to leave without, if you need prayer for healing specifically, we had a word that there's going to be healing. And I, so I just believe, just can, let's continue to come and contend. If you need breakthrough, I don't want anybody to leave that needs prayer, leaving without the opportunity for prayer. So they're here to be here at the front. There is a school of ministry meeting. If you're interested in the ministry school, like Bible school, they're going to be meeting at 1215 in the building next door. I encourage you to come. If not, we love you. We'll see you next week. Caleb's in the back with his books. If you want to take one of those, but if not, have a great day. Bless you. We'll see you in prayer. If not, we'll see you Sunday for the Family Fun Day. Bless you. Bless you.